0: Hey, bitch. Hello and welcome back, bitches, to The Real Bitch of Bravo with yours truly, G.H. Hey, Wiley here with a special guest, you guys, if you can't see her lovely face, um, turn up your screens, guys, turn up your screens. It's Lindsay Lime with the Vanderpump Recap, I'm going to butcher, I, I have to have it in front of me, the VPR Pod Recaps, guys, is her at on Instagram, and if you haven't checked her out, her recaps are amazing. You're very thorough, by the way, Lindsay, like extremely thorough. Yeah, very, very thorough. So I greatly appreciate that as somebody that has to write down everything for my pod and be able to kind of just break everything down. So we're looking, we're obviously going to get into all the Vanderpump, you guys, um, but we wanted to get to know Lindsay a little bit, just a tad from lovely Indiana. I just found out, which it's going to be a hundred in a couple days over there. So uh, that I'm not jealous for, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Uh, tell me about your journey, about uh, how you became a Bravo fan and specifically a Vanderpump fan.
1: Yeah. So um, I have a best friend of mine who growing up, he had the Bravo channel. Like I didn't have it. So he introduced me to a lot of the Bravo shows. He was really into Housewives. So I'd watch that. And then he was like, you really need to watch Vanderpump. Like, I think that would be your show. And so at first I was like, uh, eh, I don't know. But then I would watch at his house and then he would like download episodes for me to watch. Um, mm-hmm. this was like in the, you know, the early days before streaming services. I was just gonna yeah. say
0: during the only DVR times. <laughs> yeah, the, the bad days right. you old DVRs.
1: <laughs> Right, where I had like a little disk drive that he like yeah. downloaded episodes on. So um, so I got into Vanderpump and um season one, I was hooked and I you know, been watching since throughout. You know, all the rough seasons, like season eight and
0: nine, and then this explosive season ten. Oh my gosh, talk about season nine—how rough that was. Um, we're obviously going to get into the interview between Bethany and uh, and Rachel. I guess now we have to call her that. Um, but talk about season nine because for me that was really rough. I'm I'm like you. I'm a day oneer. Um, Bravo hooked me because they were smart, and they're the only network to do this oddly enough. Um, sorry, it's bleep really bright over there, so I'm going to move. But um, they did an episode where you're watching Beverly Hills, and then all of a sudden you're watching Vanderpump. Yeah. And I was like, that is so smart. My boyfriend and I, this is like, we watch one of two um, reality shows together, and this is one of the two. The other one's Summer House. But we watched that, and I was like, that is the most genius. Whoever came up with that in production or whatever, so smart, because you're hooking an yes. audience that automatically is like, what the hell am I watching? I was watching Beverly Hills and now you're hooking a younger audience too. That's like, oh my gosh, this is so my vibe because all these people are my age, or maybe you're in that same profession, or maybe you can just relate to all the characters that are on that show. So um, what made you get hooked to that? Because for me, I work in the service industry. So for me, I was like, this stuff happens on the daily. Like this is a normal restaurant everybody's screwing everybody everybody's hooking up with each other's boyfriends and whatever so this for me was nothing new but i was like i'm glad they're finally getting it on television what hooked you to vanderpump
1: i think it was a lot of things i think it was the messiness i think it was um i so i went to uh undergrad for social work and then i got my master's in social work to be a therapist so i'm always what like curious about people's like thoughts behaviors and patterns and this is yeah. a show where I'm just like watching everything they're doing and I'm like why are they doing this where did this come from why does this group of people like they party they cheat they do all these things and like also I just watch it like and it's just a show I can put on to just kind of like not have to think <laughs> about things like it's a very you know a lot of Bravo shows are right we just watch to kind of decompress um and so I think yeah just these, the behaviors, like many of these Bravo people just fascinate me. And it's just a way for me just to like put on the TV and just watch this
0: chaos. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of just zone out. I'm with you on the zone. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, this, this show has captivated a nation. I mean, there's people now that are watching from season one and then watching all the way until season 10 to know what the heck was going on because these are first time people, right? And then you have people that are like, you know, Michael Rappaport, they're like, I'm watching it again. This is like the 20th time I've watched season <laughs> one or whatever. Um, a, do you rewatch the seasons? And, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. And then because I'm star- I'm starting out to do that as well. I haven't in a long time, but I'm starting out to do that as well. And B, um, what do you think about what's actually going on in the Bravoverse as far as them currently filming? I'm, I'm under the assumption that you're looking at all that at the current moment of time.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah, I have, I've definitely have rewatched it. I've rewatched it more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> like it's, it has been a lot, especially when I was pregnant last year, it was very much, it was on all the time. And then as far as like my thoughts is like with season 11 and then filming, it's so interesting because while I've been a Vanderpump fan for a long time, I don't remember, maybe you do it. Like I don't remember season nine or season 10 or even like any other season like they like we're captioning every moment like we've almost seen really while we don't know the conversations or like what's going behind the scenes we've seen a lot and I don't remember them being this like showing this much on their Instagram and like but I also understand there wasn't a lot of hype right for season eight season nine when like season two and three and four when like or even like season six with Jacks that social media wasn't, like, as big as it is now. So I kind of get that aspect. But it's just so interesting seeing, like, because season 10 was so massive, we are seeing everything, almost everything, for season 11. And I go back and forth on, like, I like that, but also, like, I don't because I want to be some surprised, like, be surprised. And we will, right, because we don't know what their conversations look like. Right, But it is interesting to see that for
0: this season yeah no i mean thank god for i'm not gonna lie to you i'm the generation that did not grow up with social media and by the way congratulations yes, on your baby um oh thank it, you that is awesome my boyfriend and i are trying to get pregnant so i oh I good love, yeah I, i'm like in i'm in power baby mode right now. Yes. So Send you all the baby energy <laughs> yes please thank you keep keep the prayers coming you guys like all of all of that so um we're definitely lo- looking forward to expanding our family but um that being said, you're right. there was no social media. A, there was no social media back, you know, during the the gem eras. I, I want to call them the gem eras because they're like those are Diamond in the Rough, right? Season one, two, three, four, even season five. Um, right. when Lala first gets there, like that's a diamond in the rough kind of um season as well before we know about Randall and all that stuff. So those those seasons were great, right? And we didn't know anything. also, I think that they're allowing certain things, as long as they're not 100% spoilers, to be shown on their social media because they do sign NDAs, right. um, which is right now, interestingly enough, they're trying to fight that. So yep. uh, another great example of you know everything coming full circle. These people are actually trying to be actors now, right? They're trying to be like looked at as actors, and look right now with the saga, the saga after strike, which I love that nobody's talking about anymore. Like where where did all this attention go with all these writers going on strike and actors going on strike? Like there's no attention on this anymore. But right. that being said, they're trying to get something equivalent to the piece of the pie. When it comes to streaming, when it comes to residuals, when it comes to, you know, them being reshown over and over, they're getting none of the, none of the pie whatsoever. They're getting zero, less than 0% of the pie. So what I'm wondering is, Some people are like, you know what? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. I'm not going to complain because we get all these sponsorship monies and whatever, and all the stuff on the side. So they're like, I'm just going to stay in my lane and whatever. But then you have the small minority. That's like, absolutely not. We deserve this money. I'm with the small minority. You deserve that Mm -hmm. money. You worked hard for that money. You put your lives like actors, they're playing a part. And yes, you're kind of playing a part on this show, but it still reflects your life. So with that, I think that you should be getting more money, to be honest with you, because this is a, and Bethany said this in the podcast episode with her and Rachel, she said that you're putting your life out there and it's the, the it's a weird dynamic where the, the worse your life is, the higher the ratings are going to be, right? So like the better the show is right. going to be like, this is when you get promoted, this is when you get more money is because you're a shit show. And you can say, you know, do whatever you can cheat on your spouse. And then all of a sudden you get a pay bump. So um, do you believe that they do just got, I mean, I do. I obviously speak my mind about this, but I do you think that they deserve this money and to what extent and should they not sign these NDAs anymore?
1: Oh yeah. Like you are reality stars. They're literally documenting their life and they don't, a lot of them, they don't know what's going to happen in their lives. Like I know from my understanding, usually at the beginning of the season, they sit down like with the producers and like, okay, like what's going on and things like that. So they kind of want to know what they want to capture. But yes, like I, that's, what's hard with like what Bethany is doing right now, because I think she makes a lot of good points. However, how she says them and like the way she's going about it, I'm just like, Oh, Bethany, like, I just I don't know if I'd want i
0: want her to be the, the leader of all of this. But yeah, you don't um, want her to be the friend dresser of the of the reality world.
1: Yeah, and so yeah. and as far as like the NDAs, I think that's so complicated because I've had some people be like, Well, they know what they're getting into, they sign the these NDAs. And yes, they go and I'm sure hopefully they have a good lawyer that goes over these contracts and they read them. But especially like For like first season reality star people Or like when Bravo shows first started No one I think when you sign those You still don't know what's going to happen I don't think anyone We've seen people go to jail We've seen cheating We've seen all this stuff So like as far as like signing the NDAs Like I think it's complicated I know Bravo They have to do some stuff To like protect themselves right? right But I also know like I think And we've kind of seen that a little bit with Bravo. Like you can sign these NDAs, but there also like needs to be a line of like, these people do need to be paid well and they do need to be treated like humans. Like, you know, like what what we saw, I don't know if you watched them or read about like the um, below deck down under, like we saw saw them. Yeah, we actually saw them production intervene. So obviously we know that there is some kind of like moral code there, right? So, um, but yeah, I think, I do. I think it's a complicated thing, but I'm all for them getting like fair wages, like, of course. And I think it should be a substantial amount of money <laughs> for what they do.
0: Yeah. What do you think about? So um, let I guess let's just dive into it automatically. What did you think about the interview between Rachel and um, Bethany Frankel? And I also <laughs> I always two part question, but I'm going to I'm going to stop there. Like, what did you think about the interview initially? Um, and then we'll go from
1: there. Um, so I've had some days to reflect on things, but initially I thought the first part, I thought it started out, out really good. I thought Rachel actually sounded clear headed. And like, to me, I was like, okay, you can tell this girl like did has been in therapy. Like she started out, I feel like, you know, saying she wanted to go to treatment to understand her pattern, like her, her behaviors and why she is with unavailable men or the men she's been with I was like okay like we're good and then there were parts that I liked and then there are parts where I was just like what is happening like there were times where I feel like Rachel did take accountability but then there are other times where I feel like it was lacking but also Bethany wasn't really directing that conversation Bethany clearly had a narrative an agenda that she wanted so Rachel really still wasn't given a place to talk. And I, I thought you brought up a good point and listened to your previous episode about like Rachel maybe going to Bethany for like, cause it's kind of like a mama bear almost. Like, and that's so funny that you, you mentioned that because there seems to be this pattern with Rachel of like, cause she even mentioned that Sheena said that Sheena was like a mother to her. And then Bethany is almost like, Hearing the interview and watching the video almost seems like let me coddle you. So some for some reason, people in Rachel's life
0: feel like they need to coddle her,
1: and I'm like, where? I would
0: love to dissect that more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely I agree with you. I think that you know certain, like I, like you said, you had days to reflect. So certain point at certain points in the interview, she was kind of directing her in a way and saying like kind of feeding her. Like, do you think that this is what Bravo did, you know, to you? Do you feel like Bravo abused you? It's instead of her coming up with that decision on her own. Um, And maybe that was just her being, I'm I'm trying to give Bethany the benefit of the doubt because I love her. And I think that she's done exceptional things for people in general. She's doing great things with her Be Strong Foundation. She's not, Mm -hmm. I don't think she's a malicious person. I don't think that she's like, hey, hey, I'm going to out to get everybody kind of thing. I think that, you know, she is. I mean, for the most part, she is trying to be out for one, number one when it comes to suing Bravo and making sure that you know these guys get paid the the fair wage or whatever, or you know their their fair share. But I do feel like you know she was just giving her questions, not necessarily to feed her um, feed her narrative, but definitely to feed a narrative, to feed some yeah. kind of story like get a story out of this instead of giving her like carte blanche to be like, you tell me your story. Like, right. Tell, tell me how this all broke down for you. Go. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say squat. And then, then if I have questions after that, then fine. Um, But again, I want to, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I want to give Bethany Frankel the benefit of the doubt. I think that also Bethany um, she brought up a good point. Even though this girl is like almost 30, she still has been treated, like you said, she's been treated like a child. Um, yes. I think that she still mentally kind of is there a little bit and she needs to develop a little and grow on her own. I think somebody needs to like, I think that a lot of people have put a um, a blanket on her, so to speak, like a comfort blanket on her. They need to rip yes. it off. They need to rip it off and be like, you're an adult now. You're on your own. Here's your money. Bye. Figure it out or have a conservatorship, whatever the case may be. If she is mentally incapacitated, then like have a conservatorship and have somebody take care of the money aspect. But other than that, she needs to like. If she's not mentally there, that she can't make those that she can't make those decisions. I hope that somebody analyzes that and figures that out. But if she is mentally there, everybody needs to stop coddling her. She makes her own decisions. She obviously knows that. She obviously knows what she did was wrong. She knows that she is not going to get forgiven for this stuff. You know, um, I kind of wish that she would go back to the show, only because then she can be like, "Look, guys, I'm back. I'm figuring it out." Like, the, the, I'm not saying this is what an adult does, but it's kind. Of, I I kind of wish that she would do that, just so not even for my entertainment, just so we can know what the heck she, other than this interview, what the heck is going on with her? Because there's obviously so many other things other than this that are going on with her. Now, I don't think that mentally, like from what I've observed throughout like the years, I don't think that she mentally needs to be on reality television. So the decision to not go, awesome. I think that's great. Take care of you. You do you. I'm not saying that she should go back to reality television. I'm just saying it would be nice so things can get cleared up on even if they're because the camera still doesn't lie at the end of the right. day things do come out on camera i mean we saw so many easter eggs when we were watching the show the second that scandal Ball broke broke everybody was like oh my gosh this is so obvious that they're together like they're not even hiding right. it anymore you yeah. know so things are going to come out on camera i forget what housewife said it but it's like the tr- i think it might have been shannon Bador, but she said you will all see the truth it'll all come out so camera don't lie guys, even if they try yeah. to edit things and shift things around to a, to their narrative, the camera still doesn't lie. Um, same thing with Real Housewives of Miami, like catching money on a hot mic. There's going to be hot mic moments with, you know, Lisa Barlow. And everybody gets caught. Everybody's yep. going to get caught. It's going to come out eventually. Um, what, you know, negative things or positive things or whatever things will get brought up to light. So, that would have been nice but again if she's not mentally there to be there she shouldn't be there um do you believe everything that she said on this interview because a lot of people are saying like you may have said this but it doesn't mean that I believe you I'm trying to get benefit out but yeah
1: there's there's always some things I have some I have questions about but I also know like with a group like this I think there's there's little truths in all of their stories. And like, if you were to compile it all together, maybe eventually we would find out more of the truth, but I, I will give Rachel some credit. Some of the stuff that she was saying in the interview were her opinions. She did not state them as facts. Right. So like her saying, um, Tom Sandoval told me he was going to get a producer credit. Then it comes out. Tom Sandoval gets a producer credit for season 11. That is what he, I fully believe that is what he told her. Now, Bethany could have asked a clarifying question. Like, that is something he told you, right? So we don't know for sure if he was actually offered that. And then Rachel could have elaborated on that. Um, Or Bethany could have been like, did you actually believe him when he said that? Or why did that conversation even come up? I would love to know that. Like, did he say like, oh, don't worry about season 11 I got you you know so they're um so I don't think again that was like a flat-out lie I think Tom told her that and then her saying like she thinks Christian Kristen took hush money again that may be something that she has like thought about um but she didn't state it as a fact and again Bethany could have asked more clarify like clarification on stuff where and obviously there are some things that I question like when she talked about her and Ariana's friendship I would have loved if Bethany would have asked more about that because from the outside looking in I thought they seemed like they were friends I hate the term like best friends friends acquaintances like I think that can kind of be overdone as and I get like a lot of people are like this was like her best friend and Ariana even said like I've never actually heard Ariana use the term best friend like with her right. and and so but again Ariana's still human let's take friend let's take best friend out of it she's still human so I would like if Bethany would have asked more about that but I don't know I'm also trying to give some grace as far as like now like this was Rachel's like first interview that we've heard from her I guess it, it really, Bethany, like she said, didn't, doesn't watch the show. It wasn't really a place to like hit her with like these hard questions that we would all want to ask her, but because she did it this way, I still have so many questions and I, I do wish either she would have waited until like a year from now or a few more months to do this interview or if she would have sat down in a couple months and like met with someone who's watched the show or at least research, research the show heavily. And I do think they could have asked her hard hitting questions in a respectful way. Like she, right. like, they could have asked her, like, you know, you actually did say that like Sheena, like was one of your best friends. And then you talk about this assault, this, that she, you know, she said that she, 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 you know, socked her. Um, but then, what happened from there to you sign to you getting the you know the temporary restraining order and then but then you not going to court? Like, tell me about that timeline. We still didn't hear that. We still really didn't hear a lot of like Rachel's story. We've gotten still like bits and pieces of it. So I wish, and like you said, I kind of wish she would have went back on the show just because I I do think that if she could have done this in a different way, we could have maybe heard more of her like side because we didn't get to hear from her really at the reunion. And even with like Bethany, I feel like we still have it, but sorry, that was a long winded answer as far as like me saying, like, there's some stuff I believe and there's some stuff that I don't like, that's just plain and simple.
0: So I'm absolutely in agreement with you. I think that I, I kind of wish and it's interesting. She and again, it Bethany's not a journalist, but at the same time, you need to research your your people. And even yep. if it's a smidgen, like just a small amount. Like you said that you watched a reunion. That says it all because that's literally a recap of the whole season. So if you watch right. all three episodes, you watched what the the show was, right? So you can at least see the background of what she was going through. The Um, and I think that she tried somebody that like knows nothing about the show tried, but I'm with you. I really wish that she would have gone to somebody that knew the show, but she did the exact same thing that Sandoval did. She went to somebody that had no idea about what was going on, um, in their lives other than, you know, obviously Sandoval and Howie, they actually have a friendship with each other. So that's why he felt comfortable going to, to him. Instead of going right. to somebody that's like with Bravo or going like having to sit down with Andy or something versus go like and for um, R- Rachel as well going and sitting down with Bethany, who's just a support system instead of going with somebody going and sitting down with Andy again or sitting down with a producer or sitting down with, you know, Veal files or I don't even care. Like even um, Call Her Daddy researched and knew yeah. what was going on in Ariana's life. And that we were able to see from that interview, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I didn't watch that whole entire thing, but um, it was really long, <laughs> like really long. I'm so glad that Bethany three parted this because, and I hate to say this, because like I feel like my attention spans longer than others, but I cannot watch a two hour interview. I just can't. I'm not. I'm not a Joe Rogan fan for that <laughs> specific reason. I, I think what he has he puts out there sometimes is great, but I cannot sit through two or three hours of you talking. I just I can't. So thirty minutes and then thirty minutes and then thirty minutes is perfect for me. So I think what Bethany did was great, but I I think I do again wish that they would have gone to somebody that was a little bit more knowledgeable, just a smidge yeah. more knowledgeable. We don't even have to have like a huge massive, you know. Bravoologist or anything like that sitting there interviewing her I just need somebody that has a little bit at least knows you know her her relationship with the show from day one till now and then and then can talk to her and even give her a free platform on that Um, sorry I'm just trying to what are your thoughts about the uh, Vanderpump Rules cast filming with Sandoval after they said that they wouldn't film they're trying to be loyal
1: I mean, I, I'm i not surprised, but also I am because that reunion was rough. And I think hearing, I obviously knew like, okay, they are going to have to film somewhat together for there to be a season 11. And it's interesting because I heard it was like Vander, it was Lisa Vanderpump and Alex Baskin were on a podcast and Alex was talking about, like, kind of how, like, things are going now, and Lisa was like, well, it took a long time to get here, but from what I've seen, it and maybe I'm wrong when the show comes out, it did not seem like a long time for them to, like, forgive Sandoval, and I'm just going to say forgive, because Lala has been dropping hints, like, no other, that she has been, that she listened to Sandoval's side, she's trying to, like, like be more open and not project and so um I think she's honestly talked more about forgiving him than like even Sheena and she and I think with Sheena it doesn't surprise me as much because they've had a history they've had a long friendship but I still don't know exactly where at her Sandoval where Sheena and Sandable stand it doesn't surprise me that like Ariana's like not filming with him and like rightfully so like why would she like want to or like have like she shouldn't have to um but it I'm not gonna lie I Sandoval I I used to like him when the show first started I thought I was like oh he's actually seems like one of the good guys on there even though really he's never been since season two but yeah I think Jack I think Jack's kind of masked that a little bit and so it I can't like Sandoval just reminds me so many of the men and like my like past relationships and and so he it's really kind of hard to just watch him just like be in this season and then everything that's kind of come out especially kind of with some of the stuff that Rachel talked about he's just going to like here he is. And I'm not going to, like, if he kind of goes on, like, an apology tour or, like, we see this season, him, like, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Like, I'll have to see. I just, I can't see him being truly sorry for his actions. But I'll watch. I'll I'll, I'll see.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is really looking forward to watching this, this season specifically because of that. Um, You know, right. what's going to be the dynamic. You know, we already saw Sheena going off on him in the back of Sir, you know, like the parking lot. So I'd love to see that conversation. Um, So I I will give Sheena her credit. Yes, she had to be in a situation where he is there. But she's she's not calling him on dates and being like, hey, let's go get coffee. You know, so I think she's getting a little too much backlash on this, like taking a picture. What she's supposed to tell the fan? No, fuck off. Like, I'm not going to take a picture because like, then it would have been like, really, Sheena? you can't even take a photo with yeah. him. Like, and the, like it would. She was, she was screwed either way. Either yeah. way, I was about to say, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, like the poor girl, like it's like she can do. It doesn't matter what she does. Like she's still gonna get scrutinized for it. So for her, I'm I'm looking forward to that dynamic because I know that yeah, he may be there. That doesn't mean that she wants him there. That doesn't mean that she you know because that girl is a true blue die hard friend. She is definitely yeah. somebody that's like, I will stand up for you. I will be there for you. But you, I better see it on both ends, you know, kind of thing. So I think with Ariana, she's obviously done that for her. And he's like, look, I have to be at this event. We all have to be at this stupid event. Let's just go. Yep. Um, especially when we saw the first, uh, when Sheena when did go out in the back and talk to him. Ariana was at the same event. And right. yeah, but they weren't filming next to one another. So he right. was there. She was there. They were just on opposite ends of the restaurant so they weren't around one another they were filming they just weren't talking to one another i mean it's the same in their private life right when they're like they still live with each other like they still have to see each other like passing through the halls which god that must suck you know but right i i get that um before we before i let you go because i got like six more minutes on the zoom call but um before i let you go um would you ever live with an ex and um in the, in this particular scenario, because financially I totally get why they're doing it. They're not Rockefellers guys. Like they're not Lisa Vanderpump. They can't afford to be like, buy I'm out. I'm going to go buy another home. They're not at that financial status yet. Ariana's getting there, but she's not there yet. But once like, so they still have to live with each other. Would you still live with an ex or would you be like, screw this. I'm going to try and find a place to live with like friends or something like that or family.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a black and white situation. I think obviously it depends on like what happened for the breakup, but like if there's a lot of money, I think tied up in the house, especially if like their his bar if money has been taken out. So I don't think it's a simple, like you just leave and Tom is not the person like men like him. They will not leave. They'll complain about how miserable they are, but they will not leave. We've seen him do this. So <laughs> as far as like would I still like live with an ex like I like to say like no I would you know get out but if there was money tied up if there was if it was an apartment and like leases and things like that it's not always like as long as like I felt where I was like safe to stay there like then you know what I mean like I wouldn't move and cause me more stress when you know especially if he did something to screw up so I think it's one of those things where it literally just depends on the situation and I think it's very easy I guess to look at Tom and Ari in a situation and be like why are they still living together yeah. I get this must mean it's all fake I'm like that why? like that's not, yeah. <laughs> that is not like to me that's not how I take this at all I think it's a more complicated and I also think we're going to see that play out on season 11 so yeah, I will. I you know, we'll see what happens.
0: I hope so. Last question, still Vanderpump related, as usual, because I mean, you can't get enough. Bravo keeps giving when it comes to Vanderpump, and it's awesome, and I'm so here for it. So, um, I, and I will always want to talk about Vanderpump rules. Last question, and it has nothing to do with the scandal. Has nothing to do with any of that. Jax, Brittany, and Katie, will you be watching? The oh, the Kristen like the spinoff. The spinoff.
1: Uh, I will watch for curiosity
0: how How many episodes would you give it
1: oh that's hard I mean if the first one is so bad like I'm not going to I'll just read about it you know I'll just see what other people are saying about it I will if 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 I watch the first episode and I'm kind of like eh I might watch the you know two or three but if I watch it and it's not like it for me. I have no problem to just say goodbye right. to it, and I'll read about it. But I'm not like that super excited about it. I'm curious about it because I'm like, what? What is the purpose? What are we? What are we seeing? Also, like, what jacks Brittany again? Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so quick question then: Who are you? I, I asked this to uh, my previous guest. Who is your ride or die for per franchise? And we'll just stick with Vanderpump. Who is your ride or die? Like character, like. They can do no wrong. I will always root for this person. I will ride for you. Like it doesn't matter. You can sleep with so and so. I don't care. You can kill, murder, whatever. I will always be there for you. And LVP does not count.
1: Oh, okay. I I don't have that for any of them because they've all have done like even when Ariana first come came on. I liked her really at first because I didn't really care for Kristen, but then rewatching the show, I kind of was, Ooh, I was kind of was like, Ooh, Ariana was like a bitch. Like, I, like, I don't know if I could cuss out here. But oh, so, you can totally curse. I've been cursing oh, this whole time. Go okay. So, so, um, I was like, I had a whole different perspective. So I don't, I don't know if I could ride or die for any of them because even especially Brittany, Brittany. <laughs> I mean, I she's like it. the sweetheart
0: of the whole entire cast if she ever came back.
1: I see. I don't even think, yeah, Brittany. I've never really cared for Brittany on the show. Um, I would have, yeah, there's no one. Ken Todd. <laughs> you said that,
0: Lisa, but Ken Todd. Okay, that's <laughs> off fair, but I get that. <laughs> that's off fair, but I totally understand. I totally get that. That would be adorable. He's he's the best. He's the sweetheart. Um, all right, you guys. Um go ahead uh, you have uh, 1 minute plug plug all of your stuff.
1: Yeah, so if, if you want to follow my Instagram it's recaps. and then um I also if you ever see me on Reddit I again did not make up my username it was there for me. It is additional war 8759 didn't random ass name didn't make it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> um yeah, if you want to go follow I post all my
0: recaps there. I do mostly Pump. I've also dabbled into Housewife stuff now. Awesome, love it, guys. Well, thank you so again. Thank you so much to Lindsay Lime for taking the time. I um, was being available. We have to get you back on um, for the season premiere for sure. Yes, yeah, let's I do love it. That love that guys keep listening watching all the good stuff uh like follow whatever you got to do in order to keep um share all that good stuff guys thank you so much for watching the real bitch of bravo with Lindsay Lime Vanderpump recap we're out thank you bye but i am my money